right now. Right now. Like right now. What's going on, Frank? What up? What's going on, everybody? This is the Jersey Boys podcast. I guess this is episode three, if we're going to be counting them. So, welcome. And Frank, how you been, man? I'm good. No complaints. Just uh, enjoying time off. and uh... A lot has happened in the last couple of weeks, man. You've been a busy little boy. For the most part. For everyone that doesn't follow Frank on social media, Frank is, is no longer a, uh, a lost soul in this world. He's, uh, he's found his little vampire girl. Uh, congratulations to you, Frank. Thank you. I see what you did there. You got to play like um, uh, funeral music in the background now after that. Y- yes. Just kidding. Yes, you uh, you have definitely um, dead man walking. That was my that was my wedding wishes for you. Yeah, uh, that that was priceless. And honestly, I mean, for the most part, besides some family drama on my end, uh, the wedding went smooth. It was a good time. It was a lot of fun. It pretty much was everything that we wanted it to be. Like from our point of view, we were like, "Holy fuck!" This like was just controlled chaos. But from everyone looking in. They're like, wow, that was probably the best fucking Halloween party. It, it, that's essentially what it was. It was like a ten or fifteen minute ceremony, if that, and uh, five hours of an open bar and Halloween party. That's awesome. I saw like you had like performers there. I think you saw like a fire eater and stuff like that. Yeah, she she was the brains behind that. She found this company from. There's this event that's I think it's throughout Jersey and it might be elsewhere, but it's called Lunar Fair. So it's they have like all types of like gothic setups, people that sell candles, crystals, palm readings, tarot cards, all that, you know, stuff. And uh, the performers were there one time and she I think she messaged them on Instagram. They're called Diatima Arts and uh, shameless plug. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, she we met with the uh, basically like the coordinators, probably I want to say three, four months before everything. And she was like, I want this. She's like, this is what I, you know, this is what I'm envisioning. And for the most part, I mean, it was awesome. They had, we were originally going to try to have a snake tamer, but that fell short. I mean, that would have been awesome to just walk into cocktail hour and see a woman holding a snake Uh on her fucking shoulders. Right. Um, Yeah, we had people that were fire breathers, sword swallowers, uh, a couple girls were walking on stilts, and then they had some performances during the reception where the girls, I mean, they're wearing pretty much like next to nothing because they look like circus performers, but, you know, they're bangable. <laughs> and uh, the one girl, she did a balloon swallowing um, performance Okay. to the point where I remember the photographer and the DJ are basically sitting on the floor with their jaws dropped and their phone's out just recording this, like just seeing her do this one act. And I got to say it was incredible. One girl um, was hammering nails through like the thin portion of her nose. Oh, wow. So like how you would get, how you would get like a uh, nose ring through that. And then she came up to us. Yeah. And she came up to us and she's like, she points to me and she's like, here, pull. I'm like, for real? So I pull it and I was like, holy shit. Like this thing was fucking massive. That's what she said. (laughs) She handled it like a pro. That's what she said. <laughs> so um, overall, yeah, it was good. It was a lot of fun. Um, everyone showed up in costumes for the most part. Yeah, it. I mean, first off, having having a wedding on Halloween that's like unheard of. You know, I mean, I've definitely I have heard of it, but I think you guys definitely went all out. Like it w- definitely wasn't traditional. It was kind of akin to your personalities for sure. 
it, it was probably like the furthest thing from traditional. And uh, I'm sorry, mom, if you ever listen to this, but I know like she probably was like, what the fuck is this shit? Like, cause you know, you're raised Catholic and now you're, you know, you're doing everything completely opposite. Like you're not getting married in a church. You're not having a priest. We our officiant dressed up like one of the Sanderson sisters, which yep, was fucking that. awesome. Yep. And she was totally in character the whole time, which was beautiful. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah, no, I, I've good. been I mean, obviously, as we get older, more people in our lives get married and shit. And which is crazy. It's still in my head. I'm still a 16 year old kid. And then like, but with adult responsibilities, yeah. you know, yeah. and um, we went we went to Virginia for one of her former coworkers weddings or whatever. And it was on the beach. And up to that point, every wedding I've been to has been very formal, you know, long ceremonies or whatever. And I've only been to a few, not too many. And we literally, we waited, like, sitting, waiting for the the uh, ceremony to start, longer than the actual ceremony itself. I'm like, what? We couldn't have just done this in, like, a hotel room? Like, we, we had to come all the way. But I've been to these big, extravagant weddings, too, at, like, uh, it was a place down by Princeton. This girl from my high school got married, and I went to. And, I mean, she, you know, you know Blairstown. Like, there's not a lot of money there yep. or anything, but... I mean, this was like so over the top, and like I remember the there was a band. She didn't go DJ, which it, when when my wedding comes, I think it's got. I like bands, I like live music, but I think a DJ is the best way to go because oh, you absolutely, don't, yeah. you don't hear you know the wedding singer covering you know the songs you want. You hear the actual version, but it was like an old man band, like literally guys in their fifties and sixties. And they ended like their song, right? Their their big couple song was uh, a song by Yellow Card, and you just hear these old men singing a Yellow Card song. I was like, this is weird. Like, <laughs> next thing you know, you got yeah, you got guys in their sixties and seventies singing Ocean Avenue, and you're like, dude, you're pretty much like almost fucking dead. Right. This is not. And you know, like, literally watching my friend dancing, and then when the song like picked up and she started bouncing like she's at a at a concert, and I'm like. This is so confusing, and she's in like this beautiful ball, like wedding dress and shit. Um, so yeah, weddings are just so weird. But I really like, for me, I've never really been into the, like the gothic scene. But a lot of the performers you've talked about, I've seen at like Renaissance fairs. I don't know if you've been to yes. any of those. Yeah, New York usually has. Yes, the one up upstate uh, in Tuxedo yep. or whatever. Um, I used to go to that one a couple times a year, or not a couple times a year, but I used to go there a couple times. And yeah, the performers with like the daredevil stuff and you know, the sword swallowing, the fire eating, all that stuff's really cool. Uh, this one guy at the New York state fair or state Renaissance fair strapped, uh, firecrackers to his chest and he's on stilts and he like, he gave the whole front row of the performance water balloons. He goes, when I say go, or I think he had a, a whistle when I hit the whistle, Throw the water balloons because I will be on fire. And, yeah, uh, please do. Yeah, it was it was insane. And all all again, he's on stilts, so I'm waiting for one to hit him the wrong way and him fall backwards. And I'm like, it, it's cool. So it's very cool that you guys did that. And from the few pictures I did see, uh, it looks like it was a great time and very, like I said, in line with you guys' personality. So it was cool. And even as far as like when she came, when she was walked down the aisle, we didn't do the standard. Oh, here comes the bride fucking bullshit. She literally walked out to Vampire Girl by the Misfits. That's awesome. And then our wedding song, our first dance was uh, Nothing Else Matters, but it was the uh, Godsmack cover. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I saw that you you put that in the Instagram and I was, that's very cool. Yeah. 
So after that, you went, did you go straight up to Massachusetts after that? Uh, no, we came home that night. Honestly, I mean, I tried getting drunk the whole night. I double fisted every opportunity I could because, you know, open bar, five Yolo. hours. Yeah. What, what could go wrong? Um, that didn't work out at all. So I don't know if the bartenders fucking suck at pouring alcohol or what, but the drinks did nothing. And you know me. You know I can handle my alcohol, and I'm just like, right. Mm. So we get home, uh, met up with some friends afterwards because they were staying in the area. And then we all did breakfast in the morning. And then from there, we shot up to uh, Massachusetts. We went to Salem for uh, about four five, yeah, four days. So, oh, wow. That's a lot. Good I, I didn't tell you were only up there for like a day or two. Yeah, no, we went up there for about four days. And uh, we got up there the first night. And it's cool. Like, you could definitely tell, though, like, once Halloween is done, like, that is it. Like, a couple people, a couple businesses actually almost take, like, woosah moments and don't open up until, like, the second or third. Oh, really? So yeah. is – I've never been up there. Is um, – actually, my buddy, my buddy Henry, I think he got uh, – I think he got married up there too, actually. And um, so is it is it really that big of a deal up there, like Halloween and all that? It is. They said – I think they said for the month of October they had over a million people. Oh, and shit. two guys that follow the – my Instagram page – work in uh that area okay and they saw they saw on one of my stories they're like oh you're coming up this way they're like find our car they're like we have a patch and a challenge coin for you i'm like you guys are fucking awesome and we get done we come outside of the one restaurant and we're bullshitting and aubrey's just like cracking up because she's like they seem like she's like they were like starstruck like they were just like happy to meet the person that like makes these memes that mm -hmm. actually it's like meme therapy for them. Like they're like, dude, we share your memes every time we can. And they're like, hey, can we get a quick picture with you? I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, why the fuck not? Like, mm -hmm. So uh, that was a good time. And Aubrey was like the designer in her. She's like, oh, my God, this patch is so fucking cool. Right. It's got they the witch own... on it and everything. That's insane. Yeah. They own the rights to that patch. So it's everything's copyrighted. So oh, any okay. anyone that wants to try and use it, they can't. I think they need like specific permission from, from the PD. whoever yeah okay so. nice so what did you do up there i mean obviously you saw them but like do you go sightseeing or is there sights to see i don't even know yeah there was um we went to we checked out she wanted to see the hocus pocus house um okay there was a house of seven gables it was based off a, a book or whatever i was like all right i was like you know what? let's just explore as much as we can and try and eat as much good food as possible um we did a couple uh tours they had um different museums i think the best museum though was probably like the monster one because i lo we i love all that shit so does she and it was cool like you'd walk in they give you a lantern they're like all right here you go just walk around at your leisure and they have like different like setups of all like the famous like fables creatures monsters like history folklore it was good mm. the food was incredible there's a lot of places that apparently are haunted or, you know, have history. I mean, as as it should. Has to be expected, history. right? Yeah. There's a lot of, like, stories that were, like, right up our alley. Think of, like, Hot Topic, but, like, more sophisticated and more put together. Mm, okay. And, like, more legitimate almost? Yeah, pretty much. I mean, for the most part, it seems like they almost glamorize the whole witch aspect and everything. And I'm like... I'm like I, I, I like spooky shit. Like I mm -hmm. like fucking all that, but it was almost to the point where it was like, Oh, hey look, witches, ha ha ha. It's like mm, no, like we want like fucking creepy shit. 
Right, like the the hair on the back of your neck to stand up. Right, like you know, I mean, when we went down to New Orleans before COVID became a thing, that trip, I would say that was probably like our best one because we did the uh, what was it, the zombies, no, ghost vampires and something else tour, okay. but it was cool. Like they would take you around the whole city and basically explain like the whole folklore with vampires, and I guess they have such a rich history in New Orleans. Hmm. In Louisiana, I didn't know that. I mean, Bourbon Street. Bourbon Street is Bourbon Street. It's a fucking mess. It's just, <laughs> it is. I mean, I thought walking around the streets in New York City smelled bad. I mean, this is like a whole new level. Really? See, I New Orleans has been on my list even before we knew who Doctor D was, and but then I saw like I saw a, years ago on Netflix before Netflix like really blew up there was a show on there or a movie it was called Craigslist Craigslist Joe or something like that where the guy like did a cross country trip just by responding to Craigslist ads and oh, when he get, cool. yeah and when he got to New Orleans he basically turned the camera off he goes it was nothing but drugs and alcohol and debauchery and I was like all right so maybe I don't want to go there if that's like what it's like but I mean it is good to like Check it off your bucket list. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was fun. Yeah. I mean, I would definitely go back. But honestly, I keep trying to push her. I'm like, yo, we got to go back to Florida again because that was a fun trip. I mean, mm-hmm. we just won't do the driving aspect of it again. Cause oh, no, fly for sure. Yeah, that was just. Right. The drive crazy. alone makes you not want to do it. Like, we uh, we drove up to Virginia back in June and that, ugh. That was like no. I mean, it, we def. I think we we definitely save money in the long run taking that versus a plane and rental car and all that stuff. But just the wear and tear on your body. Like when I literally when we got back or when we got to the Airbnb, um, and when it well because originally like I I stopped a couple times and whatever. But the last leg of it, I was like, no, I am getting the Airbnb. I'm not stopping for anything. Blah. By the time I got to Airbnb, I was like dizzy from driving so much. Like it yeah, was, you're just fucking yeah. So out of it, I definitely get that for sure. But yeah, come on down to Florida. I owe you. Uh, I owe you a post wedding uh, shot and beyond. We got to go back to that uh, that one brewery that we, we yeah, went. Yeah, good liquid. That, yeah, that was uh, that was a good place, and they had uh, I don't know if they still have it, but they had a peanut butter cup stout that they had tapped recently. Ooh. Uh, I was going to get it for Halloween, and I never made it over there. I hope they still have it, but it, it goes pretty quick. But they also had, like, a caramel apple martini that they had there and uh, some other stuff. They they are very creative with their flavors. Yeah, it sounds it. That's like, um, I think it's Shipyard in South Jersey. They had an ecto-cooler flavored beer. Oh, that that's I, cool. I wanted to go down and get it, and just fortunately never happen with schedules and shit Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. there's a place not too far from here probably half hour tops and they're called corporate ladder brewing and their flavors on their beer like you know you go to a a brewery or you you buy beer in the store and they'll say like oh it tastes like chocolate marshmallow and graham cracker and you taste and you're like no it tastes like (laughs) any other stout i've ever had but this This tastes like shit right this place literally whatever it says in the description is what you taste we had one where it was like it was like a fruit smoothie almost with marshmallow, oh. and I could tell you every single fruit that was in it. I was I was blown away. They had a um, a dreamsicle beer. I mean, just some good stuff. I don't even like dreamsicle, but I was impressed at how much of the flavor that I don't like it tastes like. So that's uh, there's another company um, called Four Fifty North Brewing. 
which is ironic because every time I buy it, I, I just laugh because 450 being the Title 39 code for DWI. Oh, that's funny. They're out of Indiana, so maybe just take a trip out to that brewery sometime, maybe see the Red Ninja. Uh-huh. But their flavors that they come up with, I mean, it's like $25 for a four-pack, but it is worth it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's a place down here, Calusa Brewing, who their beer's amazing, but yeah, they're super expensive. We went uh, during COVID, right? Because this was before DeSantis like opened everything back up, so we were still just everything was packaging, and uh, we went there just to get a few, few like four packs, like you were saying, and it was insane. I think we bought two or three four packs, and it was like over a hundred dollars. It was insane. Yeah, um, good stuff though. Oh, yeah. You were talking about the peanut butter cup uh, stout. I forgot to mention, also for uh, the wedding, we had our own candy bar that we uh, had set up. Oh, no shit. Which leads me to my next portion is, what are your go-to candies for Halloween? Oh, that's a good one. So I put on my Facebook, on my personal Facebook, a, a picture, and it was like, what was it? Snickers, Twix, Butterfinger, and I can't remember what the fourth one was. Milky Way, maybe. And it was like, one of these got to go. And I was I was fighting people. So here, out of those four, right, my favorite is the Butterfinger. Because I think it's so underrated. I think the Butterfinger gets a big, bad rap. I don't know why, because it's different. It doesn't have a nougat or anything in it. And my least favorite of that group is the Twix. I think if I had to get rid of anything, it'd be the Twix. And as far as, like, candy in general, I like... I, I break everything up into either chocolate or fruity candy. And so for chocolate, like, I really like, I like crispy. So obviously the Butterfinger, Kit Kat, those, um, even like the, uh, remember crispy M&Ms? Yep. Yeah. Like those, I like that texture with chocolate. Um, like I can eat a plain Hershey's bar or whatever, but if I had to pick, but I also, I think I just like underrated candies. Cause like, I'm also a big fan of like three Musketeers, which no one that's never going to suggest that one. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like nobody ever goes, you know what I want? A Three Musketeer. Whereas, like, I like that. Oh, another one. This just popped in my head. The Reese's Peanut Butter Cup, obviously. But they did the bar. They did the fast break, the bar. That's also really good. Yeah. I also judge candy flavors because, you know, working at Friendly's, all the fucking concoctions you come up with ice cream and candy. Like, I was like a mad scientist. And mm-hmm. for me, my I would say my go-tos would be um, anything with ice cream would be the Reese's Pieces. Peanut butter M and M's, Heath, and probably Butterfinger. Okay, so the Heath, I'm not a big fan of. That's like a little too crunchy for me. But yeah, I like the yeah the crunch is good. Yeah, I'm I that one that never is on my pick. But I mean, I know people that swear by it, like you just said. So um, and then for fruity candy, like I am like especially like when I was working at night, I would always stop by the Seven Eleven or whatever and grab whether it be gummy bears, gummy worms, something like that. Like I'm really into like the sweet and the, and the chewy, which is totally opposite of the crispy that I was just talking about. But um, (laughs) yeah. So wait, what? (laughs) Right. But you know, so as far as that, or um, even like Twizzlers, but not like the, not the normal Twizzlers. I like the pull and peel Twizzlers. Those are good too. Yeah. Those you can't go wrong with. And even the uh, Sour Patch Kids. Oh yeah. Those uh, are always good too watermelon ones are really good yes okay i'm glad and they even came out recently with strawberry like just the strawberry ones i like those a lot too oh i'll have to check i'll have to keep an eye out for those yeah they're not as popular like you don't see them all the time oh speaking of which 
Skittle gummies. Those are really good too. They literally taste like a Skittle, like they obviously same flavor, but just a gummy consistency. And I'm a sucker for gummies, so I'm I'm all about it. Not like the THC one, guys. I mean, I I would, but you know. <laughs> I mean, if you want to see funny colors, right? We had we had a girl. We had not a girl. We had a lady, like 77 year old lady, calling at work the other day. There was like a farmer's market, and there was a booth for a CBD store, and she bought a gummy, and she was saying oh, that shit. it was. So at first, when she's telling me this story, I'm like, oh, she thought it was like a normal gummy and she got a THC one or a CBD one and whatever. No, she knew it was she knew it was a THC gummy. It was just stronger than she was expecting. And she's like, I'm hallucinating. I can't move. I'm like, man, grandma is tanked. Like she is walked <laughs> up. I was so I had a good I had a good uh, chuckle at her expense. Sorry, grandma. That's funny. Yeah. Sorry, grandma. Also good for grandma, you know, like she's out there getting her, uh, I can't remember what she said the strain was, but it was something, I looked it up, it was, it was, it was potent. It's like, hold on, I'm just going to write this down for a future reference when right. I, uh, after retirement. Exactly, exactly. That was your, so my Halloween was different. I worked on Halloween itself, which is why I couldn't make it up Oof. to Jersey, but the weekend leading up to it, there were a lot of trunk or treats. So I did one for work where it was, um, Hocus Pocus themed and, um... So I, I stood, like, we had tables set up, and then people were handing out candy in front of the tables. I was behind the table when someone's bucket ran out. I filled up the candy and gave it back to him Because I was like, listen, no one wants a 30-year-old dude handing out candy to little kids. That's just, like, let You're going to be like the creepy guy from uh, Family Guy. That's exactly what I said, exactly. Hi, kids. <laughs> want some candy? So... <laughs> I was like, no, I won't do it. And I think towards the end when we were just like literally giving fistfuls of candy to kids because we didn't want to take it back, um, we did that. And then the next day, um, we had another one. And this one was Wizard of Oz themed for our our trunk or treat. Yeah, so my girlfriend, um, her daughter, and her cousins were the Wicked Witches. So you had the Wicked Witch of the West, the Prince... um, Glinda the Good Witch, and then the one that got hit by, got hit by the house, and it was genius. They made a cardboard house, and all you saw were the legs and the, the ruby red slippers. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, so she sat next to the trunk or treat, and all you saw were her feet sticking out, and every even parents that were coming up um, were like, oh, that's such a cool prop, and then she would op- open up the door and hand out candy to the kids. So it was just cute, you know, and... Um, was shocking to me how many little kids don't know the Wizard of Oz these days. I feel like also too, I mean, that was what, the thirties? Yeah. And now I feel like you know, you got the people that were born in the eighties and whatnot, you know all those movies from the past that we grew up with, especially like the Disney films, like they're they're either getting remade or everything's becoming woke now and it's like Shit like that doesn't, you know, it's like right, right. I mean, you couldn't have childhood. You you can't look at Munchkinland and it be, <laughs> uh, you know, the woke would eat that up or something. And even I was just thinking about like the Willy Wonka when they remade it with Johnny Depp and they the Oompa Loompas were totally different. You know, they weren't yeah. like, and it was I, th- I believe in that movie they took one person and they just like digitally remade him every single time to be the Oompa Loompas and. But if I remember correctly, like they weren't like I don't know what the correct term is, little people, whatever. Vertically challenged. Yeah, like like you. Eh, just kidding. Uh, where's Red Gun Squad when you need him? Right, right. He's he's more diminutive than us. But yeah, like 
they changed it. I think if I remember correctly, like the, the Oompa Loompas were like kids in the new movie or whatever. Like you couldn't do that. And I remember, I, well, I looked it up when we were doing the trunk retreat that, um, I want to say Sam Raimi did his own version of the wizard of Oz. He did the great and powerful Oz or something like that with Zach Braff and, uh, Mila Kunis and James Franco. But it wasn't the Wizard of Oz. It was like basically the the origin story, and I haven't seen it. I was gonna watch it, but I don't know. Part of me is also like, eh, because that whole universe, the 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 Oz universe, it's it's huge. It's expansive. There's it's a million huge. books there's to so it. Many possibilities. Yeah, just like Honestly. um, like the Lion, the Witch, and the Wardrobe, the Narnia series. Like, there's so oh, much shit, that yeah. goes into it. So my uh, favorite portion of the Wizard of Oz is when they go into the haunted forest. There's okay. just something about it. The music. The fucking going into the forest, it's it's awesome. I love it. Like I remember, like watching that when I was little. I'm like, oh, this is fucking great. And also, too, if you watch the newer versions now, the original ones had, I think it was the Tin Man. He was carrying a revolver, and I think in the newer, updated versions, they replaced that because you know guns are scary. Oh, really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, I know there was that. When I was growing up, there was that like theory or rumor that in the back of the haunted forest or whatever it was, uh, there's a, oh, yeah, there's you can one see of someone the, hanging or something. Yes, mm-hmm, that it was one of the cast members that you know killed himself or whatever. I don't I don't know if that's true. I don't know if it's actually a thing or not. I remember at one point looking and being like, where, where, where? It could just be one <laughs> of those. Yeah, it could just be one yeah. of those things that you know people made up over the years just to. And oh, and do you remember the um? Uh, Dark Side of Oz. Have you ever heard of that? I think so. Where if you start Pink Floyd's Dark Side of the Moon at a certain point as Wizard of Oz, I think it's the beginning of the Wizard of Oz, and you start the album Dark Side of the Moon, and then when it gets when she get, opens the door to Oz in Technicolor and everything, something happens. Like it, the the music lines up specifically, and then like different points throughout the mute the movie the music matches and it's kind of spooky oh, that's, a cu- that's pretty cool yeah there's a couple different ones that are like that i know rush's 1776 no 12 12 21 what's rush's album uh, i can't remember. uh 2112 that's what it is there's something with that i think with willy wonka like a couple of those like 70s movies or late you know like way back movies plus the 70s trippies music all kind of links in one way or another i don't know um so, that kind of is talking about Rush, talking about um, Pink Floyd and stuff, got got me thinking about music, because the first time, or what really drew me to you in the beginning, the reason why, like, we started talking, obviously, oh, I we, think like, I know where this is going. We, yeah. we linked up, obviously, through our sense of humor and everything, but I was blown away by your ability to make a post and then link it up to some kind of music. Like, your music selection was always on point, whether it was like... It's like, yeah, whatever whatever the meme was, the music would, like, be... It would either perfect. match it, or it would be, like, whatever the source was. Like, if you did, I don't know, Rush Hour, then the Rush Hour theme was on, or whatever it might be. And so yeah. it got me thinking the other day about, like, our music choices, because we do have similar tastes in music, but we also have very different tastes in music. Like, you were saying Godsmack. I'm not big into Godsmack. There's a few songs I enjoy... But, you know, if you if you said, hey, you have to go to Godsmack, you have to go see him, I'd be like, eh, no, I don't, you know? So, <laughs> uh, no thanks. So, what, like, what are, if you had to list out a few bands that were inspirational or pivotal to you, like, grew you or formed you? Because to me, music definitely shaped who I am. Like, I kind of, 
I don't want to say base my personality on different types of music, but uh, it definitely impacted different thought processes, I guess. Almost like how George Carlin did, like certain music oh, yeah. did as well. So what would you say would be like five bands that were like influential to you either growing up or as you've kind of matured? Five bands. Uh, I would say because I think my first the first CD I got back in the day, because I remember Costco was like one of the few stores that would sell CDs that had the parental advisory warning on uh-huh, it. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Because, like, any other places, I think Sam Goody... Yeah, Sam Goody was good, but, like, if you went to, like, Walmart... Walmart or, didn't have parental advisory. Walmart, Kmart, it was always edited. Yep. And I was like, I'd be like, what the fuck is this shit? Um, Rob Zombie, Hellbilly Deluxe okay. was probably the first one I got. Because I was drawn to that. Like, I just... The artwork and... That's that album was probably one of his best albums. Isn't it weird how so many people don't recognize Rob Zombie as a musician and only as a movie director now? Yeah, I that's mean, almost it's, it's that's crazy. almost like how people focus like The Rock. Like people only know him as the actor; they don't know about him when he was a wrestler. Oh, I'm, right? yeah, to me, I, that I just blows my that. mind. Yeah. Okay, so, so Rob I Zombie. Think... What else? Rob's on Actually, me. hold on. Um, so I, I'm really happy for you. I'm let you finish. You want to talk about? I'll, I'll let you finish in just <laughs> one second. But I was just thinking, like first CDs ever. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get. So, growing up, I didn't really have like a sense of music. Like I, you know, I I liked music, but I didn't have like, oh, this is my jam type of thing. Not until I was like much older. So my mom always listened to like CMT, like the country music sta- station. Yeah. And so that was always on. And the first CD I bought. This is so bad. I can't believe I'm saying this. Is the Dixie Chicks? That was the first one that I went to the was that store. That the one that had "Goodbye Earl" on it, or whatever. No, it had uh, the song I remember specifically is "Wide Open Spaces." I remember the music video. I remember first off the the three chicks were kind of cute, and I remember like I just wanted. It. So that was the that and even Hanson. I don't. I I think I bought Han. Well, oh I think my, my God, Hanson! Yeah, man. So I think I I think I actually had. Hanson's one of their albums. Yeah, for if, if my mind serves me correctly, I think it was like an orange disc. I might be wrong, but I think it was an orange disc. But it was like the the album cover was like the three of them in like a yellow orange tint or some shit. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that one because I remember like a lot of like the albums like back when MTV used to play music videos and not fucking trash. Oh yeah, that's how we figured out. Oh, I just pulled it up. I just pulled it up. It's called the first Hanson CD was 1997, so I was seven years old, and it did have an orange disc, and it's called Middle of Nowhere, and that's that's what it is. That's the yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember because like Umbop was like the big hit, right? Everyone knew that one, and then because here's how it happened. Here's how I remember. This is how I got into Hanson, which people. It's going to be two sides side things. People are like, dude, you're into Hanson. Everyone was into Hanson in the beginning. I don't want to hear it. Whatever. Anyone that says they're not is lying and they're right. full of shit. And if, if you'd like to question it, I mean, our DMs are proudly open. Right, yeah. Tell me you you weren't into Hanson at least a little bit growing up or at least for that one damn song. And I'll tell you you're lying. I but mean, that song was pretty fucking catchy. It absolutely was. Here's what happened. Now that I'm I'm being triggered, like it's coming back to me. So, TGIF, do you remember that? Yes. So, for people not familiar, or I'm just going to jog everyone's memory, on ABC, Friday nights from, like, I want to say 8 o'clock at night to 10 o'clock at night was TGIF. And it had, like, Full House, Family Matters, Boy Meets World, Step by Step, all those shows. So, one night, at random, 
there after whatever it was Boy Meets World, I think was the was the last show for a while. There was like a special concert with Hanson, and you know I was like it was on, and I was back in the day we didn't have social media, so like you watched whatever was on net, network television, <laughs> and uh, and I listened, and I was like, wow, this is good, whatever. And then I got hooked to Hanson, so yes, uh, that was again 1997. So that's that's a long time ago. All right, so uh, so Rob Zombie for you. What else? Rob Zombie. So I remember exactly which CDs I bought. So it was Rob Zombie, Limp Biscuit, nice. um, Godsmack, Corn, and then nothing from like middle. That was like middle school, and then in high school, I got into like punk and ska punk. So mm-hmm. I would also I would always listen to either Anti Flag, Operation Ivy, Rancid. He's, uh, what was it, Catch-22. Mm-hmm. Like, I would listen to all all of them before I had a, a meet because I did a cross-country and track. Okay. So that was, like, the music to, like, get me in the zone. I mean, that would get your heartbeat going up. Yeah. So that those were, like – and then the transition. Like, it would go back and forth. Like, I would listen to punk some days, metal, rap. I mean, mm-hmm. it depends on, like, what I was doing. Like, if I'm working out, it's usually metal. If I'm running, um, it's punk or rap. Mm-hmm. So – it's, yeah, I, and even classical sometimes. Really? Like, yeah. Like 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 classical, there's just something like about Beethoven? Like, like certain soundtracks. Like I just, you know, I've always been akin to like the music in the background. Mm-hmm. And I remember certain movies or certain scenes from the music. Like I could just hear like a little bit of music from one movie and I'd be like, oh, that's so-and-so. Or, oh, that's this movie. So. Yeah. Even when it comes to quotes. I'm oh, like yeah. fucking raining oh, yeah. with that shit. Yeah. I mean that's I mean that's what memes are, right? Like I remember talking about like movie quotes. So we talked about this last episode, but I was in like theater in high school and that's what me and my buddies we would do. We would like quote either stand up comics or movies, just back and forth, like yeah. family guy or whatever. And um like the big ones were obviously George Carlin or Robin Williams or Dane Cook. Like those were the big ones that we would quote. Richard all the time. Pryor. Richard Pryor, um, not so much yeah. him. I mean, that's kind of hard to say in a, in a Blairstown uh, high school. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But but Chris Rock, I listen to him a lot. Um, so yeah, so for me, so you described the people I hung out with. Like I had buddies that our buddy Matt. I remember he showed me Lincoln Park. He showed me Limp Bizkit, uh, the Marshall Mathers LP, Eminem. Yep. Like he got me into that. Um, I remember we were. We were kids. I don't remember how. I, this also reminds me. I got to show him this show because we've mentioned him quite a bit now. Um, I remember Matt, we were. Please listen. Yeah. Please chime in. <laughs> we uh, we listen or we were at his house or whatever, and like that was when the MTV Movie or Music Awards were a big deal, and uh, Eminem was big with his when he did uh, the Real Slim Shady, and he had all those people that looked like him walking through the stage and everything, and. I just remember all of that. So for me, one of the first CDs I bought, this was, I bought at Walmart. So it was edited, but it was Nelly's first album, uh, country grammar. Cause oh, me yeah. and my buddies, we were big into that. And I was like, Oh, I'm so badass. I bought, I bought a rap CD. I even hit it. <laughs> like I was at Walmart with my dad and I hit it under stuff. And then like, we're checking out. He goes, what's this? I was like, oh, I don't know. And cause my dad did not like rap at all. Like he was a, he was a cop in the eighties. So you know, NWA and stuff like that Yeah, was all about like killing cops and stuff like that. They were anti-cop, but he, he let me have it, you know? So, so that again, I was like, I, in the beginning I was all into pop music cause I didn't know any better. So I had, I want to say I had a smash mouth CD. Um, 
I, oh I think God, I even bought Smash like Mail. NSYNC back in the day, like NSYNC or uh, Backstreet Boys, something like that. R.I.P. Aaron Carter. Not not a Backstreet Boy, but kind of. Oh yeah, I forgot about him. Yeah. Oh, anyways. <laughs> anyway, um, so I had Moving that. On. What else did I have? Oh, my buddy was really into Blink One Eighty Two. Um, like take off your pants yeah, and jacket. Right. I remember that being in his CD binder. You remember CD binders? Yeah. Um, the Offspring. Uh, he also oh, had the Rob Zombie yeah. and the Godsmack. Um, let's see. I All remember... the classics. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like uh, Americana, the Offspring album. I remember that being there and just being so into it. And later, as I got, you know, in high school, that's when I really got into pop. Uh, not, not pop punk. Ska. And then I basically backtracked. I went from Ska and then I started going backwards. And then I got back into Offspring and Blink-182 and stuff like that. And realizing that every one of Offspring's albums had a theme, and I didn't—I never realized that. So, uh, like Americana was kind of like a social commentary and whatever. It was very, very interesting. And now, I'm just kind of like a—I don't know—a sample plate. You know, when you go to like Panda Express, I'm like, oh, what do you want? A little bit of everything. I'll listen to whatever. Like if you—if you ride in the car with me, you could hear rap one moment, metal. But I also maybe it's my awareness of the people next to me or around me but i will cater my music to whoever's in the car too so yes if you're Absolutely. not like if you're not going to be into what i'm playing i'm not going to put it on because why why make you miserable even when i'm at the gym like doing crossfit or whatever we share the, the music i'll put in requests you know like it's kind of like um it's called Rockbot. it's kind of like uh touch tunes like if you go to a bar or whatever um but i won't I'll I'll read the room. Like if I go, oh, this is definitely like a rap crowd. Like you know, I can see that they're really whatever. I'll put more of that because to me, music is so important. Like you said, like the soundtracks on movies and stuff like that. That's that's in my head all the time. Like I listen and it kind of motivates me, or you know, kind of l- the mood of the music impacts me. So if I'm working out, I have to listen to something. I can't just listen to me grunting and, and breathing heavy. Yeah, like growing up, my dad was also like. I remember we would always listen to uh, what was it? CBS FM 101.1 mm-hmm. and they would play all the 60s, 70s, yep. like all the classics like um, Baker Street would would always be is always on one of my playlists. At least the record, the Edmund Fitzgerald is another one. Um, Philadelphia by Bruce Springsteen. Mm-hmm. Like those are the ones that like they're classics, but like also too like you go back like it's like, oh, shit, that was like, oh, yeah, when everything was like calm and peaceful and you didn't have to adult and everything and it's like wow mm-hmm. and then it's like it almost like brings you back like it grounds you but it calms you at the same time oh yeah for sure my dad was the same way i mean again he and my mom were really into country but my dad also had like the vintage golden oldie stuff my parents were born in the 40s so like you know they were into like rock and roll like you know my mom wasn't really into elvis but definitely stuff like that i remember the first concert i ever went to was at waterloo village as a matter of fact, and it was just these old people. It was, I mean, come to find out, like they were mega stars back in the day. But it was this concert, and it had like um, we got we got this compilation disc. It was a two disc compilation of just like solid gold and oldies. Like we're talking like I don't even know if the, these names will mean anything, but like Bill Haley and the Comets. Um, yeah. Uh, Dion and the something or others. And like, I would listen to that. I would be in my computer room back in the day when like you didn't have a laptop everywhere. And I would just listen to that stuff. And I was like into it. And I guarantee you like the 
the harmonies, the way the music was and everything, that definitely impacted my interest in like ska and stuff like that because the horns and, you know, the movement of the music and stuff. So, and it does. If I still, if I go on Spotify and put on one of those songs, it will bring me back to, you know, eight-year-old me when time, when shit was good, you know. I mean, yeah, shit well, wasn't good, but I mean, it was, I was but, things were framed differently. Yeah, Waterloo Village was the, uh, the first and last time I saw George Carlin. Really? Yeah, he actually did a live show there, and I want to say it was right after the time of uh, either before – no, wait. It might have been before September 11th Okay. to kind of like give like a time frame. But, I mean, to see him in person, like I grew up listening to him and watching all the stand-up, and I was like, oh, holy shit, this is awesome. Mm-hmm. So, actually, no, it is – it definitely was before September 11th because one of my buddies who was – getting ready to uh, join the military. I still saw him. So, you know, he wasn't deployed yet. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's I, crazy. Um, George Carlin was a, was a thing for me too. Like my dad and I, I can't remember the exact way, but I remember like HBO used to have stand-up comedy specials, like probably once a month or whatever. Yeah. And I remember the first one I saw was Chris Rock and my dad was in the room or whatever. And, you know, Chris Rock is very dirty. And, uh, he was like, oh, what are you listening to? I was like, oh, this is kind of embarrassing. And then uh, he showed me a Robin Williams cassette tape. Not the one where he did the go- the golf one. One from like the 80s where he was at the Met. And he, I think he was still coked out and everything. And it was hilarious. So I was like, oh, my dad's into some good comedy. And we would like, my dad had like Sirius XM or whatever it was back in the day. And we would listen to the comedy channel. And then we watched the George Carlin special he did, Life is Worth Losing. And yes. so we watched that and we watched it live to the point where like when I watch it now or if I watch clips on YouTube or whatever, I see where they edit things out because I was like, no, that's not how it happened. I saw it live because he did. It was a live recording. So, yeah, George Carlin, I was supposed to see him. Well, not supposed to. I was going to see him in 2008. He was playing in Pennsylvania somewhere. And me and my buddies, we were going to go. And then, you know, we just didn't because we didn't have money or whatever. And then he died in 2008. I was like, God damn it. So now it's kind of like turned into my thing of like, if I want to see someone, especially someone that's like maybe up there in years or like a band that broke up and then got back together, I make it a point to go see them. And like the last time I did that, uh, or one of the last times I did that was Lincoln park. And I saw them and I was like, listen, I'm going to spend extra money. We're going to get floor seats and see them. And two years later, Chester died. So I was like, it, it pans out. And then like, I saw Blink-182, same thing. Um, not not the most recent tour, because those prices are insane. But when they came back and like Tom wasn't in the band or whatever, my same idea. I was like, I need to see them because I may not get a chance again. And fast forward a few years and Mark has brain cancer and he beat it. But, you know, same idea. So yeah. kind of goes with that whole like, you know, if you get the chance, do it. Like right now in uh, September, Jerry Seinfeld was in Nearby. And I wanted to go see him, and then the storm came, and I couldn't see him. But now they just rescheduled it for either December or January. So I'm like, I need to see it because Jerry Seinfeld's getting up there in years, you know. So yeah, it's the last. You don't want you don't want regrets, right? And even I mean, it's small things, right? Like I mean, is my life any different for not seeing George Carlin live? No, but to have said that, hey, I saw George Carlin live, that's a big deal, you know. And it's it's just memories. It's things you remember. Like you're you remember you're you seeing him you know, 12 years ago or whatever, not even 20 years ago. So 
Oh shit! Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, two thousand eight. That's or two thousand one. That's not too long ago. Um, so wow. we're uh, this episode's coming out on Monday the fourteenth. So in a week and a half, it's going to be Thanksgiving, uh, which I can't believe. I can't believe it's already that time of year and everything. Thanksgiving this year fucking flew by. It's insane. Because I still I still remember meeting up with you in January. And I'm I can't like, be- yeah, I like can't yesterday. believe that was 11 months ago. It feels like it was like a few months ago, like over the summer or whatever. But that being said, Thanksgiving is probably, if not my favorite holiday, it's top three. Like I really enjoy it. I think part of it for me is like a fantasy. Like I'm always hoping it'll be like the perfect holiday season and it'll be, you know, just be warm and all my family will be around, whatever. It's never like that. Like a Hallmark movie. It's never like that. Yeah, um, no, definitely not. No, which, by the way, the, the girls at work have been forcing me to watch all the Hallmark movies, and I'm just like, I feel my uterus growing a little bit. <laughs> that being said, I thought we'd do something different. So when we were talking earlier about Halloween and, and candy and stuff, it's just kind of naming things. But I figured let's do something different. We could talk about best size and everything, but I'm going to make it a little bit different for us. We're going to do the Thanksgiving side dish draft. First things first. First things first. On Thanksgiving, is it traditional for your family to have like a turkey, or do you guys do ham? Or we do both uh, ham and turkey. Oh, okay, okay. So for my family, this might be why I like it so much. We start. I mean, cooking starts at like eight a.m. if not earlier, but we start with baked ziti. That's like lunch, which typically like baked ziti will be a dinner, but no, it's we do a full tray yeah. if not two of baked ziti sauce from scratch everything and then um i will say over the past few years we've kind of gotten lazy with the sauce and we'll do we'll we'll break the uh cardinal sin of italians and we'll use jar sauce but listen we do everything else all day whatever and then we do we do turkey we don't typically do ham that's typically like an easter thing for us but all right so let's do we're gonna do the side dish draft we're gonna do five picks all right you can go first pick so we're gonna do it a draft so if you pick Something I can't pick that something. Oh, yeah. So that's what's going to make it different, and we're going to build the best plate of food for Thanksgiving. So we're going to already assume that turkey's on the plate. So that's off the thing. We're only doing side dishes for this because this was on a podcast I listened to like two years ago. Not this, but like a discussion like this. For this, gravy counts as a side, and so does no. Just gravy counts as a side. So think that's it oh and just do you prefer white meat white meat or dark meat uh no preference yeah i i kind of if i can i'll get a slice of both or yeah. several slices of both all right so go ahead and uh hit me with your first pick first pick uh let's see stuffing ah damn it that was gonna be mine <laughs> i was like okay <laughs> okay so i thought you were gonna go one way and you went totally a different way so you're stuffing then I gotta go mashed potatoes. Okay, uh, sweet potato casserole. Oh, okay, okay, man, you, you're you're going heavy hitters, man. Um, I'm gonna go going for that uh, that strong coma right after eating. Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm gonna go. I gotta get this now because I feel like if I don't, I'm gonna lose it. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get me some gravy. That's gonna be my number two pick. Is the gravy? Gravy. Okay. Number three pick. Number three pick. Uh, I'll go simple. Green beans. Okay, that's. Damn, that's really good. <laughs> All right, so my number three pick, I think it's got to be the dinner roll. Got to go with that. Ooh. Because mm-hmm. I was going to say biscuits, but I guess that would constitute as 
both, right? Or would yeah, that... um, I'll let you. I'll let you. I, we will. We can differentiate the different types of bread. I think that's okay. Uh, you know what? I'll switch it up. Uh, uh, I'll axe that. Let's go with uh, cranberry sauce. Gonna do cranberry sauce. Your number four. Okay. All right. Damn. So basically, I, I'm not a cranberry sauce, but beyond that, you've got you've got my entire plate right there. All right. Um, it's like I'm in your head. Pretty much, man. I didn't think this would be as difficult. <laughs> All right. So just to recap, you, what are what are your picks right now? You got the sweet potato casserole, green stuffing. beans. Oh, stuffing green beans. Okay, yes. And the fourth was the cranberry you, sauce. Cranberry sauce. And mine, we've got. Mashed potatoes, gravy, dinner roll. I'm going to go my number four pick, mac and cheese. We'll go mac and cheese. Oh, mac and cheese. That is good. So here's – I'm going to put a star there because I know a lot of people that are listening going, why wasn't that in like the top two picks? I typically don't do mac and cheese on Thanksgiving. That's not – I don't know if you do, but that's typically not a northern thing. It's way more southern than – You know, we do mac and cheese. You do? Okay. My family never did. Yeah. But – okay. So – this is your last pick. What you got? Big Z. Oh, bastard. Okay. Okay. Do you guys typically have that on uh, on Thanksgiving? Yeah, we do. Okay. I mean, any anything that we can like throw in Italian wise, we yeah. I feel like we gotta we gotta do this again in the for Christmas, and we'll talk about like I don't know fish oh, or something. Yeah. All right. So my final pick. Damn. Cue the Jeopardy music. Yeah, this is difficult. I was, I'm, I'm stuck. I guess I can, I can, I can play this out out loud now because you don't get another pick, so you can't steal. But uh, I'm thinking, I'm thinking like corn because I don't have a vegetable right now. So I'm thinking okay, like, would you do cream corn or regular corn. See, typically I would say just regular corn because I'm not a big cream corn fan. But when you've got it mixed with like the mashed potatoes and the gravy and everything, you almost have like a KFC famous bowl right there. Yeah, and I mean it's it's easy to like put everything Make, together, you know? right? Which t- so so okay. My final pick it'll be corn. Um, we'll do cream corn, and the thing with that is like I'm not a big have my food touching guy. Not that it needs uh, to be separate, but I've grown to be that. And and on Thanksgiving there are no holds barred. Everything is mixed together. It's basically a KFC famous bowl. Like we'll put everything on top of it and we'll just eat. Have you ever had the gobbler from uh, Wawa? Yes. Delicious. Even the sandwich. The sandwich is super messy, but the, the bowl itself is just amazing. Oh, it's perfect. You can't go wrong with that. I mean, you got mashed potatoes, turkey, you know, stuffing, cranberry sauce. Well, you can get it either way, but mm-hmm. I don't know. To me, that's just perfect. Like, I'm I'm a fat kid at heart. I love to eat. Like, I, I work out just so I can eat. <laughs> right. So. I enjoy food. Like, it's not – there. there's definitely, like, a dopamine release from eating – but I just enjoy, oh, like I just enjoy it. Like I like the flavors, the textures, the whole process of it. As a matter of fact, tomorrow I'm smoking a brisket. Well, not a brisket. I'm gonna do a chuck roast. But still, like you know, I just enjoy food. I enjoy the process. Would you get it? Did you get a Traeger or you got a? Uh, no, I've got smoke? a. Uh, I've got a master built. It's a gravity series, so it all comes down and then shoots oh, in through a fan. Um, I've smoked pulled pork on it couple chickens i did i did steaks on it last uh two weekends ago and uh like i cranked the temperature all the way up to like 400 500 whatever and uh the damn thing caught fire (laughs) (laughs) 
It's a smoker. It's not supposed to do that. There's not supposed to be an open flame. People are going to be like the Jersey Boys podcast. It's more like the Jersey Boys like food cast. Talk about beer, candy, food. Ah, I mean all the all the the three main food groups. Yeah, exactly. Um, Yeah, I got to clean those grates before I put something to smoke on there though, because it got got caught fire. That's not good. But you know, I'm I'm a former cop, not a firefighter, so I don't know what I'm doing here. Listen, if everyone's listening, drop in the comments either on my post, Frank's post, or the just do the Jersey Boys post. We'll try to get more people to go there. What would be your five picks for side dishes? A lot of people may not even go that high. Like that's a that's a pretty big plate for five. That is that um, that's a good plate. That's a plate that you're eating and you're going, you know, coma right away. Okay, trip here we'll, I'll hit you. I'll hit done. you with a bonus round here. Last last pick, what is your dessert? Go to dessert. Pecan pie. Pecan pie. Yeah. Wow, I wasn't expecting that at all. Oh, I, I yeah, I love pecan pie. Really? Pecan pecan. But what were you gonna go with? Well, I'm going pumpkin, but pumpkin I, yeah. pie. I mean, I I like pecan pie too. Don't get me wrong. I just wasn't expecting that. I I was not expecting that from you. There's a the supermarket down here, Publix. Who are you know? Um, oh yeah. They uh. They sell half pe- half a pecan pie and half a pumpkin pie. It's perfect. So like you oh, just slice that, it right yeah. down the middle. You get literally a slice of both. It's good stuff. Our uh, wedding cake that we had, because we had cakes that we were serving, or pies that we were serving from the venue, but we had a cake, just her and I, that we set up. And from Calandra's, we got it. The top tier was carrot cake. Bottom tier was red velvet cake. It was like the ooh, best of both worlds. Ooh. It was fucking amazing. And you got the cream cheese frosting with all of it, right? Yeah. Oh. I regret nothing. I, I wouldn't either. Absolutely. That's. Oh, you know, we were actually, Fair and I were just talking about it. Um, I'm going to need you to hook me up with some more Calandra stuff. Uh, we, were right. talk, we were talking about the lemon loaf you gave us back in January today oh, or shit. yesterday. We were like, we were not expecting it to be that good. And it was top notch. I want more. Yeah. We were, we were in... I think we were in Ross, and we were... Oh, we came... Yeah, we did. We came across... Um, there's that, that pre-packaged, store-bought holiday cake. I can't remember what it's called. It starts with a P. Panettone or whatever. And, yeah, Panettone, yeah. Yeah, and we were like... I was like... Because I, I think last year I got the chocolate one, which is okay. I was like, you know... It was like, you know what I still have dreams of? I was like, that limoncello cake that Frank brought us. And... Uh, <laughs> so... Definitely gonna need uh, a little bit more of that when you and uh, you and the misses now come down and uh, and come see. Yeah, us. Mrs. Castle. Yeah. All right, buddy. I think we've talked about everything. I think this is this is our best episode yet, buddy. A thousand percent. Like you know, I figured by episode three we would start getting our groove and just go from there. Oh yeah, we are we are going good. Um, oh, I put out the question box for people to ask a question if they had it. I got nothing. I got bupkis. I got one person that wanted to know why I covered my face in the picture I posted. Listen, I'm just going to throw this disclaimer out there. When you work in public service and you make a co- any comedy content, you got to be careful with who you you know show yourself to or who knows who you are because people get butthurt over the stupidest stuff. Not even like the racy stuff. Like literally stuff that I find is benign. People f- take it as offensive and it's just silly. With humor, you got to be careful with it, unfortunately. So... I'm going to be anonymous or ouch to an extent for quite some time, just because it's not worth, it's not worth my job. I mean, if I had a supervisor go, Hey, what's up with this? 
we'll have a conversation, but I'm not going to lose my job over social media either. So no, definitely not worth it. So I enjoy this stuff. I enjoy obviously talking to you, Frank, but I'm not going to give my job up for this either. This, this don't pay the bills. No, I just put up on the, uh, Jersey boys podcast page, uh, questionnaire for thanksgiving sides so nice. let's see what uh feedback we get absolutely and we'll talk about it we got we'll be back in two weeks it'll be uh, so this comes out on the 14th so november 28th so we'll be in our turkey coma after thanksgiving so we'll see what we're talking about we gotta figure out when we're gonna record that actually <laughs> yeah we'll we're set gonna, that up we're probably gonna record this before thing the next episode before thanksgiving so we're not even gonna have that to talk about yet but we'll figure it out um definitely Anyway, buddy, it's great talking to you as always. Likewise. Always uh, a pleasure. Listen- Absolutely. <laughs> everyone listening, go follow us, the Jersey Boy Podcast, on Instagram. And we will see you in two weeks. <laughs>